following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Forbes interview. I'm your host, Steve Bertoni. On this show, we do in-depth interviews with some of today's most important business leaders. Great guest today, we have Jessica Iklesoy, who is the founder and CEO of Natural Product Empire, California Baby. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Now, I have to admit, I have two young kids, and I have your products all over my house. Wonderful. And I get in trouble because with my wife, because if I use the baby products... No, you're not allowed. I get, I'm not allowed. Like, I can have the chemicals, but I can't use the expect, expensive, organic, vegan, healthy stuff. That's for the kids. I get the, uh, the chemicals. And see, that's the core of our business. Because when I first started California Baby, I was talking to moms about their children. I wasn't necessarily talking about their own health, but of course, you know, we want to we be healthy, but we really want to protect our children. And so when you talk to a mom about the health and safety of her child, you have undivided attention and she gets it. How much of your market is children and babies, or has California Baby jumped to California middle-aged people like myself? Yes, and that's great, because we, 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 we formulate for babies. Everything is formulated for babies, but we estimate that 40% of our customers are adults with sensitive skin, mm-hmm. or with eczema, or um, allergies, um, so... And then kids grow up, right? And, you know, I actually have had, um, I've talked to kids who are about 18, 19, 20 who grew up using California Baby. And they still use it? And they still use it. Yeah, I want to eat off the, we go to a restaurant, I get the kids menu. I want the kid, I want the chicken fingers. Like, you know, I don't want the fancy stuff. I want the mac and cheese. You know, it's kind of the same, the same way. Yeah, well, it sounds like you like to have fun with your yes. food. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of, you mentioned formulating for babies. What does that mean? Well, okay, so when I first started um, over 20 years ago, if you, and there, you know, it's funny, you would probably wouldn't believe this with all of the paraphernalia for babies today. You know, the strollers, the clothing, they have everything. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know that. Oh, you have yes. to buy all that stuff. But when I first started California Baby, that did not exist. Um, there was maybe one other baby shampoo, and it was really an adult shampoo, but mm. it had a label made for babies. Gotcha. And that's what started me on this. No, no tears, right? That was the. It, it was no tears. Um, very inexpensive. You know, mm. three ninety nine for eighteen ounces or something like that. And um, so the ingredients were the same. You know, synthetic fragrances. We talked about synthetic yeah. fragrance a little bit. Sodium lauryl sulfate, um, but it had the label for baby. And um, it was formulated for baby because it's interesting. Um, conventional companies really formulate for irritation. Okay. So they don't look at toxicity of the ingredients. And that's really what started me off. I, um, I started looking up the ingredients and saying, well, this really isn't appropriate for a baby. Mm. Um, it really isn't even appropriate for adult, adults, but it certainly isn't appropriate for a baby. So formulating for baby means you want stuff that is 
truly non-irritating, mm-hmm. non-toxic, because a lot of these ingredients are absorbed into your skin, and baby's skin is so thin. So no synthetic fragrances. I don't believe any baby should be exposed to synthetic fragrances. So that's what I mean when I say formulating for baby. Yeah, and we were talking off mic before that the fragrance label is kind of the dirty secret of the industry that you can put anything in there as a fragrance and don't have to list it. So it's kind of a, a black hole that people use to kind of put things off-label into their products, correct? Yes. Fragrance is the only thing that is protected by law in the United States. So that's a trade secret. You can you can say, well, that's my fragrance, and you cannot ask me what's in there. So that's why mm. a lot of companies, typically conventional companies, meaning the big guys, um, but when you go into the naturals industry, you probably, or the average consumer would think there are no synthetic fragrances uh-huh. in natural skincare products, and they would be wrong because they're just listed a little bit differently. They're listed as natural fragrance. Gotcha. Does that sound like it's a natural fragrance? It does, but natural means nothing, right? Well, in this specific instance... Um, natural fragrance just means it's a synthetic fragrance that smells like something in nature. (laughs) So it could be honeysuckle, cucumber, cantaloupe. It's a natural fragrance, but it's still synthetic. Interesting. So unless it says pure essential oils of lavender, then you're not that that's a plant extract. Okay. But, you know, to touch on what you just said, naturals in our naturals industry um, is losing its meaning. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's part of what I'm trying to do is is combat the greenwashing that's happening in our industry. So let's start back with how this company founded. You were, I mean, this is way before Whole Foods is a household name, way before kind of this movement. I want to get back to the, or- the origin of California mm-hmm, Baby. And mm-hmm. I believe it started with your own baby. It started with my own baby and it started with my own journey into pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so my life prior to this, I was a fashion buyer. And so I was traveling a lot. I was going to Paris and I worked for a French fashion designer. And fashion is is very fast. It kind of wears you out. Which, I, which, which brand or which designer? Um, Azadine Alaya. Okay. It's, um, He's kind of the designer's designer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I worked for him for two years. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is this is um, enough fashion. Yeah. And so I took time off, and I married very early, and um, I decided to have a child. And so I, I thought, okay, well, let me clean up my lifestyle. No more coffee, no more wine. Um, Are you back on that, I hope? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it, it's funny, because I went through this whole lifestyle transformation, <clears throat> and I became a vegetarian for about 15 years, mm-hmm. really because back in those days, we didn't have organic choices. We didn't have organic um, chicken, you know, milk or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now we have a lot of choices. Yeah. This know. is back in the early 90s or 1990s? Yes, early 90s. My son was born in, in 90s. So it was actually kind of late 80s, early 90s. Okay. So Whole Foods barely existed. Farmers markets you know, just a few hippies and me mm-hmm. <laughs> with my, you know, like Chanel bag. That's, really. a fun, that's a fun group, you know. I love hippies. They're my favorite. I remember when we first started doing trade shows and it was really just a room full of hippies walking barefoot. And, um, you know, it was cool. I loved it. And, and you know, they, they, so that actually is what I go back to when I try to keep this industry what it is, because I remember that it was started by a bunch of hippies who were growing organically, and mm-hmm. it was an alternative. And now it's very mainstream, but I don't want people to forget like the roots of what natural and organic is. Mm-hmm. 
So you have so you, you're cleaning up your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Sadly, no more coffee, no more wine for a little bit. Right. How did you go and kind of jump into this world of of cosmetics and and care? And how did you go from being interested in it to someone with no background in consumer goods? I mean, in you know mm-hmm. personal goods, no background in chemistry. Right. Jump into this market. Right. Um, well, it wasn't a market back then. I actually created the market mm-hmm. in terms of premium natural baby. Okay. Um, so in a way, that's a little bit easier because you don't know what not to do. You figure it out as you go along. Um, but so after cleaning up, having my son, I was a stay-at-home mom. I was breastfeeding him. I was making my own food, you know, and making lentils and quinoa and, you know, all that stuff. That's a lot of, a lot of time. Very time-consuming. Very time-consuming. I also you used cloth, cloth, cloth diapers. diapers. Oh, <laughs> I was, you listen, are like a frontiers person. That's, that's, I was. That's but, you crazy. know, so what happens, and I bet you know this, when a woman has a baby, she changes. And especially the first child, we, mm-hmm. we go a little crazy in the good way. I try to do my part, and I warn husbands all the time. I'm like, look. Your, your wife is going to change. And first of all, they're like, oh my gosh, she's, she's going to change more than this pregnancy, you know? But what happens is um, women, be the, the mama bear instinct kicks in so hard. Um, and for me, I think it was just like, I got a major dose of it. And so I had a ton of energy. I was, I had the energy to make the food and do the diaper, you know, the cloth diapers yeah. and uh, garden. I had garden. I was composting like, because I was at the library all the time and I was like, and also it was a huge learning experience for me. I was just like, this is a whole new fantastic world that yeah. I really love. Um, so I happened to pick up a chemical dictionary in the library and I just happened one day to start looking up the ingredients. I'm surprised it wasn't already taken out. I mean, that's a, it's a, that's a very popular book, I'm sure. Well, I got it from the go back cart. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was just weird. You know, it's one of those things, those faded things where you're like, why did you pick up a chemical dictionary? I was not interested in the cosmetics industry. Mm-hmm. I wasn't interested in that business, that career. I picked it up. I looked at the ingredients and I went, wait a minute. And then I compared, you know, that conventional product to the natural one that I bought at my local Mm -hmm. health food store, which is now a whole food. So you just basically took like the conventional product, like the shampoo Mm -hmm. and just matched the ingredients to the dictionary. And I did. And does a chemical dictionary say what the, the, the risks are or just describes what it is? Both. So it tells you what it is, how it's used, and then any uh, contraindications. Like it'll, and I, that was really what shocked me because they actually listed that it was a potential carcinogen. Hmm. I was like, wow, if they, if they actually would, would list this, then to me it is because, you know, people tend to be more conservative and, um, and that's what was my aha moment. Like, I can't believe you're putting a potential carcinogen in a baby shampoo. You know, that kind of just pissed me off. Yeah. So what would, uh, so most people, instead of you know, writing letters or avoiding it, you decided to solve this problem. I did because really, as in my mind, I just needed, I, I thought, okay, if I come up with a fantasy product, what would it be? Mm-hmm. What would, and I, and I knew I identified replacement for sodium lauryl sulfate. And I know that's back in the news, but I'm like, guys, I, I solved it 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I found the replacement, but it doesn't work that way. Um, replacement for synthetic fragrances. So I used essential oils. Okay. Um, 
preservatives. I, I, I realized that I'm a believer in preservatives and products. You know, I just not interested in bacteria growing in a lotion and then people rubbing it on their bodies. That sounds great. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm a believer in um, safe preservatives that um, are not harmful um, to people or the environment. So I just, it was a little project for me because again, I just had this surge of energy and I just was so curious and I thought, what would I do? So I live in Los Angeles and uh-huh. I headed down to UCLA and I just started looking up in trade, you know, periodicals looking for an alternative. And I did, I found one, um, that came from Germany, completely biodegradable, um, very gentle. The molecule size was too large to be absorbed by the skin. Hmm. So it wouldn't get under the, you know, the epidermis and dry out. Um, And this took me three years, so this didn't happen overnight. Yeah, it wasn't like you're like flipping through the book and you you had you you found a way to research what parameters you wanted and found the risks. Yeah, exactly. And was this kind of a part time thing when the kids were in bed? You would kind of pull out the old manuals, or was this a full time endeavor for three years? You know, I I would drag my kids with me everywhere, and that was one of the that was one of the things I I I made a deal with myself. I was like, your life is not going to change when you have children. Obviously, it does, but I would just you know put on the backpack. The kid would come with me. We'd go to the library, and it was just kind of our time to do stuff. Okay, and um, yeah, so that so so my kids have spent a lot of time in libraries. That's good. That's good training for many And they things. love libraries too. So, And we're taking a quick break to say this show is brought to you by the Business Platinum Card from American Express. However you move your business forward with Business Platinum, it's not about where you are. It's about where you want to take your business next. And nothing helps you like the resources and know-how of the Business Platinum Card, backed by the service and security of American Express. So, okay, so you researched this and then your product, did you find someone to build it? Did you, you know, fire up the the kitchen stove as some founders do? What was the, how did you first get your, your sample products? So I made my first sample products in my kitchen. Okay. Yeah. And um, so during this time, I found a chemist to mentor me because obviously I'm not a chemist, but really it's, it's very similar to cooking. So I know how to cook Mm -hmm. and I know how to follow directions. And so it's really just, you know, heat up the water, put this in, cool it down, blend it. So I, I got that, you know, this, this was kind of working into my skill set. And I had this um, chemist and I'd say, um, I'd call him up, well, that didn't work. And he's like, well, you've skipped this step. And, you know, so he taught me how to do it. And I did it on my, um, in my kitchen, I, um, it's like breaking bad for soap. This is, this is uh, it is. <laughs> I know. Let's stick to the shampoo though. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I took the, I made the label, you know, it was really just an ongoing project. I was like, okay, well the product's done. I found a bottle. Uh, what do I need now? Oh, I need a label. So I gathered up a group of children of my, you know, my friends, mm-hmm. kids, and, I took a picture and I taught, I called up a photographer and I was like, okay, I'm going to take pictures of these kids. And he said, okay, great. This is how you do it. Get a telephoto lens, go back. So they're not like, you know, they're feeling free. And I took the picture. I took a great picture and mm-hmm. that was my label. Now all of a sudden I had a product. What do I do? So, um, yeah, what, what do you do? I love this, by the way, the story of you, you kind of approach this under, in a good way, ignorance, being like, I have, I have a problem, but I have no idea how to solve it. So instead of just like 
kind of warding yourself off instead of like pigeonholing yourself. You called chemists, you called photographers, and I'm sure people were excited to, you know, people always want to give advice. That's it sounds true. like you took some good advantage of that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one of my strengths is I, I don't have a problem admitting what I don't know, and I don't have a problem asking for help. And you're right, especially... You'd be a great journalist. Ah, you know what? And I'm curious. And that's why I like, you know, to, to actually, you're right. Cause I, and that's part of my job. So when I'm investing, investigating ingredients, I'm asking a lot of questions, yeah. you know, um, and that's the other thing that I do that makes California baby so successful is that we drill deep into our ingredients. It's not just like, uh, you know, I guess maybe I'm suspicious by nature and I, I, you kind of have to show me until mm-hmm. I really believe it. Um, so, but back to, you know, I, I find that like chemists, engineers, a lot of people, are, they are generous with their information if they feel mm-hmm. like you're really being sincere and you want to know. So I had a product and then next thing is, what do I do? And I walked into my health food store and just basically showed the buyer and said, I want to show you my product and tell you why it's so much better than everything else on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And they were shocked. They didn't know. You know, it was in the early days. Um, nobody really knew about sodium lauryl sulfate, actually. California Baby was, you know, I think the only company back then that didn't use sulfates. And what is, what's the problem with, with I'm obviously not a chemist, what is sodium lauryl sulfate? What's the bad part of it? So the, the good, let me start with the good part. And okay. this is why companies love it, is that number one, it's very inexpensive. Okay. Um, it bubbles like crazy. So it gives you the um, feeling that, you know, don't you remember those commercials where they're bubbling their hair? And oh, yeah. It's like, I'm, cl- I'm clean now. Um, it does that. It's very stable. Um, it's a petrochemical byproduct. So it's very stable. It behaves the same way every single time. Um, but it, um, is very damaging to the retinas. So if it goes into your eyes, it can be damaging. Um, a little known fact is that, um, so the sulfate kind of family was developed by the Navy to degrease, um, engine parts. So it's a degreaser, it's a defatter. And what it also does is it over engines and your hair, you're all set. Well, exactly. And you know, this happens all the time where there's, um, products that they're like, well, like with fluoride. Oh, we've got a bunch of fluoride. What do we do with it? Oh, let's put it in toothpaste and sell it. You know, yeah. so sulfates is kind of like that. It was, then they put it into a commercial application. Mm-hmm. Um, so sulfates is there, it's, it's, it's very defatting to your skin. You know, we have natural oils that we want to keep on our skin. Um, so it's overstripping. And this is why many times people have eczema and they don't know why, but they're over scrubbing their skin. Huh, interesting. Yeah. So the, the first buyer at the natural uh, food store, did they, did they, did they bite? Yes, they did because I. They were a little bit shocked. They're like, "Really? I didn't know this." And and um, so what they said was, "We will carry your products, but you because it's such a co- different concept, and also mm-hmm. my product was so much more expensive." So I, I remember I told you it was like, so the going product was about three ninety nine. My product debuted at fifteen seventy five. Yeah. Because these are real ingredients uh, and very concentrated, so it was a great value as well. Um, so I was the demo girl for like the first eight years, you know, the girl that stands at the end of the aisle and says, Hey, do you want to try my shampoo or let me tell you, but I really targeted when, um, mom was doing drop off or like right when she was running errands. So I really was catching a bunch of moms okay. and 
it was really easy because if you just explained and you go like, do you realize this is what you're using on your kid? And um, they're like, God, of course I don't want that. And now I understand where that rash came from. And, you know, so all of these kind of connections were being made. And um, so we were actually very successful from the get go. But then it was me hitting every store, um, every Whole Foods store in the country, (laughs) I spent a lot of time traveling, doing demos, checking the shelf, explaining it. Um, it was a lot of education. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's interesting because I kind of find myself in educating all over again because there's been this explosion in this industry. And I feel like I need to re-educate the consumer who is being greenwashed to or kind of not told the whole truth. How you go from? How do you go from your kitchen to finding a factory? And kind of what lessons did you learn? Because everyone always has stories, good stories and bad stories, about when they start outsourcing their production and all. Especially, it sounds like you know your production is very specific with expensive, hard to get ingredients. Right. How did this work? So today we make our own products. We even grow our own flowers and do our own herbal extractions. Wow. But in the very beginning, you're right. Like I can't sell a product that I'm making in my in my kitchen. So I set on a journey to find somebody to make my products. And it's interesting. A lot of people didn't want to make it. They wanted to. Um, they wanted me to private label. So they basically said, "Here's my products already made. You just put your label on it." Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Like it, they were so the attitude was so it was just like who cares you know it was, it was really interesting and it was a really a turnoff to me and these were even people who were already in the naturals industry so I, I I interviewed a lot of I call them co-packers or private labelers and I, I really knew I didn't want to go that route because mm-hmm. I could see and you know the other thing that happens in those industries is that you spec something and it's they're notorious for not making what you actually spec'd so sometimes, you know, if I, you know, so I, I just, I didn't trust it. It didn't feel good. It didn't okay. feel good in my gut. Um, ultimately, I did find a very small custom uh, maker and he made my formula. Because don't forget, I had my own formulas. Yeah. Um, difficult formulas to make. You know, when something is, is truly natural, um, natural products are crop-based. They don't behave the same, you know, year after year. Um you know, you can work with them, but you have to have some expertise. So I used this small private labeler, I mean, a custom manufacturer. Okay. And then I, I started to build out my own facility. And when did things start taking off? Take, give me a, a brief timeline of, of the business. Because well, right now, how many, mm-hmm. you, you have 90 products. Yes. How many stores are you available in? We are in about 5,000 uh, doors. How many employees do you have? It ranges between 50 to 60. Wow, okay. So it's small. Tight, we're, yeah. we're still um, a small, medium-sized business. And you have your own farm. We have our own farm, and we have our own manufacturing facility mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. But our manufacturing facility is very high-tech. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of um, automation, so that's how we, we keep it down. What was the kind of step change in the business? What was your big break? Well, the big break, you know, the first big break was Whole Foods, Mm -hmm. of course. And that was my very first customer. So, and that was way back when. So, and that was when I think Whole Foods now has what, 250 stores, maybe almost 300, which is, sounds like a lot, but really isn't. It was a lot to me. So it was just a matter of getting into all those 250 stores and, Mm -hmm. you know, Whole Foods, you don't just go to the headquarters and then they roll it out to every store. You have to go to 
every region, have your product approved by region, mm -hmm. and then you have to hit every single store. So it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and that was about like the first eight years. Um, so the next big break, and that the great thing is that there were no other baby products there. So I really had an opportunity like that eight years to build the category, understand the category. In fact, I was advising Whole Foods on how to merchandise because wow, okay. they were merchandising the baby products with the adult products. And I helped them create a baby category, you know. And so then the next big break was Target. Mm -hmm. So Target had been knocking on our door, but... I didn't think I actually pushed them away for a couple of years um, because I didn't think the the product was ready to sell in in that. And Target has two thousand stores, but then customers started asking us um, to to have our products in in Target okay. because they would say, you know, I drive an hour to Whole Foods and they're sold out, but I have a I have a Target. I like two Targets in my neighborhood. Can you sell at Target? Mm -hmm. So then. I was, I was open to it. And we were actually one of the only small niche natural companies to be successful at Target. We were one of the first ones. And just a quick break to say business can be done from anywhere, in the palm of your hand and at the source. However you move your business forward with Business Platinum, it's not about where you are. It's about where you want to take your business next. And nothing helps you like the resources and know-how of the Business Platinum card backed by the service and security of American Express. There are 120,000 unsolved murder cases in America. It was the next day that I found out from my parents when it happened, that my sister was killed. Each one is called a cold case. Sometimes you have to look really closely to find the evidence. Damn, I, I killed her. Damn it, I killed her. Cold Case Files, the podcast. Garcia is walking into the home of a real monster. I was nervous. I realized what kind of person I was dealing with. It's a goosebump moment. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. And while this is going on, you know, you're out there, you're part of this, big part of your marketing is educating people and telling them what's wrong with the current products. Did you get any blowback or attacks from kind of the big, giant consumer brands? Or were you small enough to kind of let this person do their natural oh, food no, stuff? Oh, no, they didn't care about me at all, you know, at all. They were just like... This, you know, and that's really what caught these big consumer brands, you know, unawares. Like they, they, they didn't care about it. They didn't get it. They thought mm -hmm. it was um, a fad. You know, they just like, why would you want to use essential oils? They're so expensive. They're yeah. so volatile. You can't, you know, like they, they really thought we were just, you know, it was a flash in the pan. Have they taken notice now? Oh, they have. Yes. In, of what, in what ways? Well, first of all, uh, naturals and organic is, is one of the only growing markets. Yeah. You know, the conventional, you know, brands are not growing. In fact, they're losing market share mm -hmm. to brands like California Baby. Yeah, you have, you know, Burt's Bees was bought by everyone's favorite bleach mm -hmm. company, Clorox. Yes. You know, it's, it's kind of a very odd yeah. combination. It actually makes sense. But what we, yeah. so have you, have they come after you to, is it competition? Is it they trying to acquire you? What's, what's been the reactions? Um, I 
don't think it's, I mean, the interesting thing is I never tried to compete against like the likes of Johnson and Johnson because they are their thing and we are our thing. And I would be crazy to try to compete against them. You know, Mm -hmm. I, so that's really how we refined our marketing. We were just all, just do your thing, be the best that you can be. Um, Don't try, you know, to take on those guys. It's, it's still a bit of a mystery. I see. And when you sign a deal with Target, for example, did you have to totally revamp your operation? Because obviously that's suddenly you're opening, you know, your product 2000 stores, your oils and products are very expensive, hard to make. What, what changes as a corporation did you have to make to hit that crazy demand? Actually, zero. You know, my this is a privately held company, mm-hmm. and you know we really run it like a mom and pop, so we're really a throwback. We believe in not growing too quickly and having, you know, kind of having that managed growth, and so and having a war chest. And so when the time came, you know, yeah, we're buying more bottles, we're buying more products, we're staffing up, but it didn't throw us into a hissy. I mean, people were surprised. We're like. Oh, I mean, yeah, we've had to do, even when we brought on Walmart, you know, we're basically just replicating what we were doing with Target. Before we're speaking about how you were great about asking people experts advice, mm-hmm. did you, how did you learn about the logistics, the packaging, the shipping, the formulation? Did you bring in some kind of COO type people to, you know, run these operations or what, how did that work as a leader with you? Have you ever heard of the phrase control freak? I have. Uh, you have. Yeah. And so you're looking at one. <laughs> okay. And I never turn anything over until I fully understand it myself. Okay. So I would never hire somebody and say, hey, let me give away my power to you because you're the expert and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm smart enough to understand basically anything. I mean, I'm not going to be an expert in it, but if you give me the gist of it, I'll figure it out. And also I need to know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And packaging is very important, especially packaging in natural. So that is actually part of our product. I look at packaging as part, as, as an ingredient in our product. So the bottles are also have to be the same ethos. In the yes. Pack. Okay. Yeah, exactly. What so, kind of plastic do you use? So we, we've always used high density polyethylene. So it's HDPE and it's not the sexiest, it's not the prettiest, but it's the safest. Okay. So when, um, I remember getting a call from my target buyer when they were having, I don't know if you remember that BPA scare and, um, you know, there's BPA and everything. Yeah, and yeah, it was like, bottles your, and everything, the yeah. bottles, cause the B, you know, in certain plastics, especially clear plastics, those really pretty clear plastic bottles, they leach into the product. Mm-hmm. And like, 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 like the, the water bottles that my, uh, my production, um, pro is drinking from right now. I know what a sweet pot, like, you know, First of all, my number one tip is never drink out of plastic. You know, what did I come here with? I came with my own glass bottle that I refilled from home. You know, I don't care if you're even just doing it from tap water. I don't, especially, you know, those plastic bottles are sitting in the hot sun and the heat is what stimulates the chemicals, you know, to leach. So same thing is with, with products. So I didn't want you know, leaching happening. And, um, so that's why we chose, um, high density polyethylene. Okay. I should resave, I should reuse your old bottles for other things. You should actually. And, and the other thing with, um, HDPE, it's the most recycled material. So, you know, every kind of County will accept that. Mm -hmm. These products are very high quality, but in general, they're expensive. And it's kind of like with almost organic foods, like 
it's expensive and there's a whole you know group of people that just physically cannot a big group of people that can't afford to eat organic all the time they can't afford the all natural things how like as like a society do we do we address this or is there a solution to help you know everyone get access to things that you know only a select group you know, economically can, can get a hold of. Right. So I actually don't buy into that. Um, as long as the product is made well. So what I try to do is make our products very concentrated. So there is a concentrated is, and you, you please pay attention. Like when you're using the shampoo or shampoo, how long does it last? I mean, I'm not talking about when you have a, you know, a three-year-old pumping it, you know, five, ten times. But, you know, like let's say... Or a, or a husband. Or a husband yeah. who, who who uses way too much. And that's the, that's actually part of the education that I need to talk to people about is um, our products are actually a fantastic value because you're getting so much for it. Because most products are filled with water, fragrance, and preservative. Mm-hmm. And they... And they're, they're designed that way to, to go through very quickly. And that's why they're so cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're buying quality products, and I understand that not everybody can, you know, they're limited on, you know, their budget. But I always say buy the higher quality. And if it's truly high quality, and this is why I have a problem with other companies who charge the same that we do, but then they're they're giving cheap um ingredients and they're not concentrated so should that should a, a user use less or should they get it and dilute it into something larger what's how would no. you recommend use less don't dilute it because once you start diluting it so you know then you're you're changing it it's no longer stable you might be introducing bacteria you know from the water you mm-hmm. just use less try to find company i would i would say to consumers contact the company and say how concentrated is your product because you know the other little thing is like many times it's like 10 percent active or real product and the rest is water okay so um consumers should be asking um how concentrated is your product Mm -hmm. And, and the and the company should be able to tell you that and they shouldn't say oh that's a trade secret not in the naturals world Mm -hmm. And in terms of, I mean, you do a ton of education. I mean, you've been studying, you've been an expert in this for 20 years. Mm -hmm. In general, outside of your products, what things should consumers avoid? Not brands, but like if you're picking up, if you have to grab something off the shelf real quick, what are like the top five things you should just get out of your house or get out of your house? And and people are going to be upset about this, but candles, synthetic candles, like people don't understand that they are poisoning themselves with the candles or those fragrance sticks, you know, Mm -hmm. that people put or, you know, those sprays. That's number one. Like you will see a huge, you know, benefit in your health if you just get rid of that. Is it breathing or is it just skin or everything? It's everything. But imagine, you know, we talked about synthetic fragrances, right? And those yeah. fragrances can have up to two thousand chemicals in them. And 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 you know, and so here you are, you're you're burning a candle and you're diffusing it and then you're breathing it. No wonder people have headaches and no wonder they you know what I mean? Like this is yeah. this is where these things come from. So number one, get rid of candles. Right, only beeswax. Just plain beeswax candles. No, really. I mean, if you're buying um, a really, again, we're talking, you don't have to have 20 candles. How about you just buy one high-quality beeswax candle? And that will actually has a beautiful scent, mm-hmm. and it's a natural scent. We have to also wean our senses off of these synthetic fragrances, you know, that, that pow, smack you in the face. You know, essential oils um, are much more subtle, especially high-quality essential oils. All right, Karen, no, no more body spray for you. Those body sprays? Ugh. 
you know, first of all, these things are hormone disruptors and, and this is, this is a well-known thing. Mm-hmm. So when people can't get pregnant or their sperm count is down or women can't, you know, conceive, you know, a lot of times we're doing it to ourselves and we're paying for it. Wow. So, all right. So candles are out. Candles are right. out. Right. And then wow. on that same, you know, and, and shampoo conditioners, um, no fragrance. Look, look number one on the ingredient list. I'm more, most concerned with, um, synthetic fragrance. Mm-hmm. So if there, if I see fragrance on, let's say I'm on vacation and I'm in a hotel and I'm like, okay, let's see, you know, what this product is. If I see fragrance, I won't use it. And then the other thing I look at, and we're talking about shampoos, is preservatives. You know, the preservatives can be, you know, seven, they can be uh, formaldehyde releasers. So I'm, I'm concerned, concerned with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything, anything else? In your lifestyle, I, I mean, I can I can really start going. Are you sure you want to know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. No. So I think the next thing is to pay attention to the fabrics you have, carpeting. There's lots of finishing chemicals on there um, that you know. So the sheets, I, I would that would be my next step is take a look at your sheets because they're finished with with lead, and you're sleeping on them and you're breathing it all night. So um, why is it finished with lead? Just to keep the color fast. Huh. I mean, remember? Do you remember there was a thing with the red paint? You know, red paint has a lot of lead in it to make mm-hmm. it bright. So it's it's a finishing thing, and also for um, ironing. You know, so it's a no iron thing. That's the other thing that really drives me bananas are those fabric softeners. Again, you're just poisoning yourself. Really? Okay. Yeah. How about non iron shirts? Like we, we kind of need, we need those. You need those. Okay. I, I don't know enough about those. <laughs> My assumption is that it's like soaked in chemicals so you don't iron it because how do you make it? No, like, listen, people start thinking about how do these things work because I manufacture and I know like, you know, you it, it takes, it's not easy to make things. No. And so, okay, I'll leave it at that. All right. How about this? Uh, we, you know, I'm sure a lot of, I'm doing stereotypes here, but just, if you walk around to Whole Foods is the whole, you know everyone's wearing, you know, athleisure. It's all Petro stuff. Is that yeah. bad? Is that bad? Is it okay? Well, listen, I, I wear those things too. So yeah. I, I don't want to be a hypocrite and I also don't live in a bubble. What I'm about is balance, mm-hmm. right? So I want to minimize the things that I can control so that way I can wear those things. Um, I would hope that a company like Lululemon, and I know Patagonia has a very good recycling program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a corporation, if we can take responsibility for our output, you know, I want to take responsibility. I mean, I manufacture things and I want to make sure that they're recyclable. Um, um, you know, there was a concept of cradle to grave, but really um, the new concept is cradle to cradle. Like you just, you don't want to throw these in the grave. You want to make them, turn them into something new. Um, so there, there is that balance. You know, I, I already lived as, you know, that kind of person for 15 yes. years uh-huh. where, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is um, not fun anymore. Yeah, because they mentioned, you know, we were talking before about how bad these, these bottles are. But then you wear clothes that are made from recycled bottles that's being washed. And yeah, but you're heated. not drinking them all day long. And, and this is something you can limit. Um, and again, you know, you don't have to wear the Lululemon, you know, kind of clothes. Yeah. That's a choice. What that saying, you is make. that like, is our skin leaching? Is that stuff leaching stuff into our skin? I would imagine. I mean, I would guess. I okay. don't know, but my guess would be, um, you know, you're sweating, your pores are opening, you know, and that's why they tell you to wash your clothes before, you know, just don't put brand new. You know, have you ever walked into a department store and there's this chemical smell that hits you? Yeah. And that's all 
formaldehyde, you know, that's just been finished. So everything looks beautiful and crisp. So, you know, the first thing is you want to get rid of that formaldehyde if you can and wash the clothes. When I see children in synthetic uh, pajamas, you know, that drives me bananas. You know, that's definitely going to be leaching into their body. I think we jumped down a little rabbit hole, <laughs> rabbit hole there. but it's, I, it's I warned good. you, though. Yeah, I did, right? It's all good. So <laughs> I, I want to go back to the business um, real, a second for a second. You, you mentioned when you first started out, you were the sample person mm-hmm. in the front with the little booth and mm-hmm. probably, rub, you know, and this is back in you know the uh, early 90s. Since then, obviously, you know, it, it's a whole new world in commerce internet, mobile, you know, you can get the message out, stories out. How has technology, whether it's media or physical technology, changed California Baby? Um, it hasn't changed it. We've evolved with it. And it's really the same story, you know. So when we're working on a website or if we're working on a label or if we're working on a newsletter or whatever we're working on social media, um, it's it's to to educate the consumer. So if it, the more I feel like the more the consumer knows, the better choice they can make. And chances are they're going to choose my product because once they're educated and they realize how bad everything else is, they'll make that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about getting the facts and figures to them without boring to them to death or depressing them. Mm-hmm. Has the web and kind of social media, has that been a great outlet for you guys? It has. I think that we could probably do a better job of it. We can, we tend to be a little bit hardcore. We're trying to lighten up a little bit. Okay. Um, little add a little humor to the uh, add to a the little brand. humor. Add a little you know. So it's interesting because what we did is um, we took a look at our social media and decided to close down our blog because you know. And I think people say that the statistics are people don't really read blogs anymore. It's more about podcasts and um, how Espe- to, especially this one. This podcast everybody listens to. <laughs> I was on the street and I heard somebody mentioned it over. <laughs> So I must have been a vagrant. uh, Yeah, he was delusional. (laughs) (laughs) He was shouting at the at the at the payphone. Actually, they don't have payphones. Shouting at the shouting at the parking meters. Yes, exactly. Um, So we looked at it and we looked at Facebook and we were like, okay, well, do we need Facebook? What do we use it for? How are we utilizing Facebook? How are we using Instagram? How are we utilizing Twitter? Like, how are we even our? uh, And you know, the interesting thing is, I find that our newsletter just kind of going back to the basics when you send a newsletter mm. out, it's very effective um, because those convert into sales, right? So it goes, in, uh, goes directly to your website. But we decided that on Facebook is where we talk about the more serious things. So we will talk about pesticides. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about... Um, you know, that's where we get heavy. We get heavy on Facebook. Um, and then on Instagram, we want it to be inspirational and beautiful. And yeah. um, so we kind of figured that out. Yeah, no one wants to be bummed out on Instagram. Facebook is fine, but Instagram yeah. seems to be yeah. the curated happy place for a lot of people. Yeah, well, it's a visual media. Yeah. And um, I believe we should stick to that. And, mm-hmm. and we're visual creatures. And we've only become, you know, more visual as, as time has gone by. Well, if you need a sunscreen model, I'm right here. So, All right, yeah. listen, post it. I'll repost it. <laughs> that <laughs> would be negative. That would be negative sales. That might destroy the company. Uh, and in terms of, so you, your son is, uh-huh. is was kind of the passive co-founder of the company. Yes, in a you're way. right. Is he? In, I assume he's 
he's probably in mid twenties now. Yes. Is he with the company or is he doing his own thing or how? No. He? So it's interesting. So my older son who, you know, was the, the spark of this company, he's, um, he's an artistic type. So he's oh, a right. musician and an artist. And if you've ever known an artist, you just kind of, they do their thing. Yes. Um, my younger son, um, is a businessman. So mm-hmm. he went to, um, Penn state, he went to their business school and he's now working with us and he, um, He's doing a great job, and so he, if anything, he's more involved. That's cool. That's kind of like the cradle to cradle thing we spoke about before. Yeah. That's great. Um, and what's next, What like the next year or two, what are you guys focused on? What's kind of the, the big push? Yeah. So, I mean, California Baby is such an established brand, and it kind of just, you know, takes care of itself. Obviously, we keep coming out with new products, but but really the focus for the company, again, we always go back to education, and we're, we're um, I started a nonprofit called the Natural Advisory um, Council. It's NAC for short. Mm-hmm. And um, so we say that our mission is ACE, to advocate, collaborate, and educate. And that is collaborate and educate with um, educate the consumers collaborate with um, our colleagues even other companies mm-hmm. because as I mentioned you know natural people will slap on the term natural um, but if you're really going to make a natural product and I think maybe that's why the big guys have kind of stayed out of it mm-hmm. um, you have to have a certain kind of expertise and it's not it's not that easy so how does that look functionally how does that Nonprofit, what does it do? Mm-hmm. So, number one, it'll go out and and uh, explain these terms, explain like you know to consumers and um, to say, do you know that n- natural is really when you say natural fragrance is really a synthetic fragrance? Um, so that's on the consumer side. Um, and our colleagues, we would go out and train chemists, mm-hmm. you know, on on how to formulate with natural. Um, you know, for for California baby, our formulas are so ahead of the curve. I mean, we're like. 10 years ahead of everybody that, and, and there's a lot of time that happens in, in research and development. Um, so I'm not really afraid of helping people and other companies learn how to Uh make natural products. Is there a, I mean, not that it's ironclad, but you know, there's like that kind of universal, at least in America, that organic seal on food that, is there a sort of equivalent of that to uh, with skin products or other things that you can is it is just too murky right now no well thank you for bringing that up because that's what NAC is is going to advocate for we would like to come up with a seal and and um, help form with that legislation so that that organic seal is actually a federal law Mm -hmm. and so if a grower um is, is saying that they're organic and they're not growing organically, there are real consequences. Um, so I'd like to model something after um, the USDA organic for the naturals and natural skin space. Interesting. I'm sure the current administration will be right behind you on that one. Uh, well, listen, I mean, I think there, there's a, a Safe Cosmetics Act going through right mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, the one thing, I, and I've lobbied, I've gone, you know, to the Senate and I've lobbied. Um, this is a growth for business, so I don't see why they would be against it because mm-hmm. – um, there's obviously a market for it. We should, you know, I get a lot of my ingredients um, from Europe, you know, from Germany or wherever. We should be making those ingredients in the U.S. Why do I, as an American company, have to go and buy my ingredients Mm -hmm. from Europe? This is a new industry that I think, and that's the way I talk to, you know, the senators. I'm like, look, guys, there's a business opportunity here. And I'm kind of flip-flopping a little bit here, but you mentioned that you got a big start at Whole Foods have you ever been in contact with Jeff, with the new owner, Jeff Bezos from Amazon? I know you saw on Amazon yeah. too. Have you ever worked with them or worked with anyone from that, that group over there? 
No, no. If he wants to invite me for dinner, I'm happy. I will definitely attend or lunch or something. So I'd, I'd love to meet him and, um, you know, but no, I haven't. I mean, I, we don't deal direct with Amazon. We mm-hmm. deal through their um, through their sellers like um, diapers.com and, you know, there's others. Amazing. So one kind of, um, you know, kind of, can you leave us with one um, new product you're thinking about or one new market you're looking to push into? Yes. Um, well, actually, I mean, the one thing is I'm, you know, like every every brand, they kind of want to go into the lifestyle, of course, which is kind of almost overdone. Um, but I feel like we can contribute in other parts of the house, you know, cleaning, you know, household cleaning products. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm working top secret on that kind of stuff. Would you do sheets and candles and clothes? Eventually. The problem is, is that I really, I mean, I, I have, I've, I've looked at other companies. Mm-hmm. So because we manufacture, I've looked at other companies to maybe do licensing or something like that. And I go do site visit. So I, I kind of go and like, I'm like, no, this is not going to work. I mean, um, so they'd have to be a really special partner. Thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Hey, everyone. My pleasure. Jessica Ickelsoy from California Baby, moving well beyond babies right now. Thanks for, thanks for joining. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of the Forbes interview. I'm Steve Bertoni. If you'd like to reach us, email us at interview at podcastone.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. So Podcast One has a new app, and there's no other app like this. There you can find out everything about your favorite shows, find articles, social media episodes. You can make playlists. Download the all-new Podcast One app now in the App Store or on Google Play. HBO's Game of Thrones is back for its seventh season. Winter is finally here, and so are the White Walkers. Will the seven kingdoms of Westeros survive the threat from the north, or will they fall in the looming war for the Iron Throne? After you're done watching an episode, join the discussion here on the Game of Thrones After Show on Podcast One. Every week, our hosts discuss each episode in detail, from shocking twists to fan theories, as the series chronicles the violent struggle among the realm's noble families for ultimate power. Join the fray every week on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.